0: Lock
1: Talk Radio. King Way, Fox Beard, Lock is acting very weird. Captain Pike, Cisco's wife, Klingons and the afterlife. Boy, and these dog, Ransom is very harsh, Four drive, Black Alert, Giorgio has gone berserk. Teacher Batless Edward is an idiot Pakistan <laughs> Wolf is wed Chekhov's wearing red this cat Gemfax that Q, is that enough of that? Beam me up Make it so Everybody let's go We talk about, about the series You can join us live By picking up your phone now We talk about the series We're coming to you on Your streaming services now We talk about the series
2: well, with that song, it's time for another episode of Trek Talk, and I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim. And with me, as usual, are my Trek experts. We'll start out with Eric. He's out in Portland. How you doing tonight, Eric?
3: Oh, I am doing pretty good. I'm certainly glad it's a little cooler than it was yesterday. We had some, uh, you know, unprecedented for this season temperatures in the mid 90s, which I know Charles can slough off in his sleep. But uh, for us, that was pretty intense. Uh, So nicely cooling down today. Nice breeze outside. And of course, it's another beautiful day in Portland.
2: Yeah, you know, it was a very hot, muggy seventy-seven here in Vermont. So, <laughs> I, you know, when you good. guys talk Not about the heat, I, I just just <laughs> can't relate to that. Uh, we also have with us Charles. Charles is out in Las Vegas. How are you doing tonight, Charles?
4: I'm doing good. Uh, let's see, Jim's seventies. We did get down into the seventies this morning.
0: I'm
4: low Mm -hmm. with 81. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We're doing a a nice 106 today. Oh, jeez. 105 isn't
3: bad. Oh, that's intense.
2: You know, when when I come out there for the Star Trek Las Vegas, I I don't know how I'm going to handle that kind of heat in August. That's going to be a total shock for me because we just never get temperatures that hot here we 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 don't even break a hundred if we break ninety that's that's a heat wave, but a hundred never. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun
4: oh so you're welcome to join us in July when we start getting our one ten one fifteen
3: no thank you no uh, i I think
2: August is enough for me uh, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, guys, our phone number here is 646-668-2433. And you're going to want to put that on your speed dial and start dialing now, 646-668-2433, because we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. Uh, Tracy Coco is going to be with us, Lieutenant Jay from Star Trek The Next Generation. And she's going to be here to answer your questions and talk with us about being a Borg, being an Antikin being having dinner with captain picard and, and forward all kinds of great stuff so you guys are going to want to call and have your questions ready our phone number here is 646-668-2433 and she'll be along with us in just about a few minutes maybe eight eight or ten minutes so get the get the dial in and i'll get you right on the air to answer your questions but wait that's not all we also have a star trek news to talk about and um we're going to be talking a little bit about Anson Mount and what's going on with uh, Strange New Worlds. And of course, um, uh, Tignatero. we got some news going on with her. And uh, we're just going to hang out and have some fun. But first, we have to do some Star Trek birthdays.
0: Yeah.
2: That was not a Klingon song. And, you know, he says that every week. And it's not a Klingon song, but we like it anyways, Worf. So uh, we always like to start off the show with our birthdays and paying remembrances to those members of our Star Trek family who are no longer with us. And for that, we turn to Eric. And the first time in a long time, um, Eric doesn't have a lot of remembrances, which I guess is a good thing, right, Eric?
3: Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Usually my list is more than twice as long, but we only have four people who would have had birthdays this week uh, who are no longer with us. Um, The first person that we're honoring and remembering this week is Natalie Norwick. Uh, She played the character of Martha Layton in TOS's episode, The Conscience of the King, which, of course, is one of my favorite TOS episodes. Um, So she did a great job in that role as Martha Layton, and happy birthday and remembrances go out to Natalie Norwick. We're also saying happy birthday and sending our love out to Michael J. Pollard, who played the character of Jan in the TOS episode Miri. Um, this is a gentleman who, of course, you would recognize from that episode, but you'd, you'd recognize him from lots of different places. Uh, he's been in, uh, you know, Man from Uncle. He was really famous for Bonnie and Clyde back in the day. He, I think, he won an Academy Award for that role. Um, so, uh, great actor. Nice Star Trek connection in that TOS episode. Happy birthday to Michael J. Pollard. We're also saying happy birthday and sending our remembrances out to Kevin Conway, who played the KLS clone in TNG's Rightful Heir. And I always thought that was a really cool um, storyline, and he did a great job in that role. So happy birthday to Kevin Conway. And I can't believe uh, it's been a year already. uh, The big one this week that I think probably we all are still feeling a little raw about is uh, Rene Abergenois. We lost him last year. He, of course, is famous for his role as Odo uh, in DS9. Really cool character. Amazing character arc. Amazing actor. From what I understand, uh, you know, nice guy, uh, generally speaking. Um, So it's really... It's really, uh, we all felt his loss uh, pretty heavily. Um, he also played, a, you know, a second role in Star Trek that most people don't remember. Uh, he played Colonel West in Star Trek VI with the mustache. So uh, we got to see Renee a couple of times in our Star Trek uh, canon. So happy birthday to him, and we do miss him terribly. Charles, who do you have who is still with us this week that has a birthday?
4: Well, we're going to start it off with Julie Cobb who played one of the many yeoman in T.O.S., Yeoman Leslie Thompson, in the episode by any other name. Nikki Cox played Sargenta in T.N.G. Pau. That was an interesting character. Melissa Young played Caprice in CS9's Our Man Priest Joan Pringle played Rihanna Mayweather, Travis' mother in Enterprise episode Horizon. Anthony Montgomery played Ensign Travis Mayweather in Enterprise, one of our many Ensigns that he had. And then, let's finish off my list, I'm surprised I got this one, greatest chief engineer ever, at least according to Lower Death. And that would be Chief Miles Edward O'Brien. Palomini, And so TNG, ds D F nine and indirectly in lower deck. It's
5: so quite the statue they built of him.
4: Miles one character in that mm. you don't you just didn't want to be for Miles because that's also the person, especially I think BS nine that was tortured enough time.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: or yeah. subjugated to all kinds of incidents.
2: And you know yeah, what? what, know. Was, what,
4: what yeah. mm-hmm. Well, what would the
2: birthdays be without an Uncle Jim story? So here's the Uncle Jim story for this episode. <laughs> so uh, Cole Meany was going to be at a Star Trek convention in Albany, New York, which which obviously we attended. And the big news at the convention, all the talk was, when Cole Meany got up on stage, he said, I have a name. And everybody was like, you have a name? And he, and he told us his name was Miles Edward O'Brien, because up to that point he had only been Chief O'Brien. And when he read the latest script and found out that he got a name, he knew that he was going to be on more than a couple of episodes because they don't give full names to characters that aren't going to be there for a while. And guess what? He was right because he made it through all of TNG and all of DS9 and one episode of Lower Decks. So that's my call me story. So there you have Very it. Very
3: cool. <laughs>
2: and it was pretty cool, I thought. So uh, yeah. my list of birthdays of people who are still with us. We're going to start off with Jacob Kogan, who played young Spock in the 2009 Star Trek movie. Happy birthday to Jacob. Sally Kellerman, who played Dr. Elizabeth Benar in the TOS episode, Where No Man Has Gone Before. She had the white eyes pretty mm-hmm. cool um we also want to say happy birthday to ivy benthune who played duana in the PNG <laughs> episode when the bow breaks she was the nasty woman that was stealing all the kids really mm-hmm. not a not a nice lady <laughs> and another one here who's who's one of my favorites mark shepherd who played lucian each chib's father in the Voyager episode child's play you guys remember Uh, they're the ones that that programmed him with a virus and sent him off to the Borg to be assimilated. Not the nicest guy in the world, but I also know him as Crowley from Supernatural. He was uh, the devil on Supernatural, really great character. And uh, happy birthday to Cynthia Gao, who played Caitlin Darn in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, uh, one of my favorite Star Trek movies. So happy birthday to Cynthia Gao. Um, Speaking of Spock from the Kelvin universe, we'd like to say happy birthday to Zachary Quinto, who, of course, plays Spock in the Kelvin universe. And, of course, I always do the Klingons, the living Klingons. So I've got a real great one here tonight. Uh, We want to say happy birthday and kapla to Susie Plaxon. Now, Susie played one of my favorite, favorite Klingons, Kalar. In the TNG episode, The Emissary and Reunion. And I remember when they killed her, how upset I was because I thought she was such a great character. She, she had this relationship with Worf, and he really needed it at that time. And it was great to see. And the next thing I know, she's dead. Uh, but they had to kill her to make that storyline work. So I forgive them for that. But I loved her as Kalar. But wait, there's more. She also played Tara. In the Enterprise episode, "Ceasefire," Fire, she was the um, Andorian that got killed by the Tellarite in that episode. So she was an Andorian. She was a Klingon. And you might think to yourself, well, wait, is that all? No, that's not all. Because she was also in a Voyager episode called The Q and the Grey, where she played a female Q. So she's, she's played quite a few characters. But wait, there's still more. She also played the Vulcan Doctor Solar in the TNG episode, the shizoid man. So happy birthday to Susie Plaxen and, and kapla to Susie Plaxen. We're uh, happy to have her Jim, with us still.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We can't leave it there. We cannot leave it there. We got one more birthday more important. We, we got a big happy birthday to our own Uncle Jim. Woo! We had yeah. a birthday this week.
2: This is true. This is true. Monday, Monday. I was 55 years young, which is pretty which means, oh, my God, I, how could I forget this? This means I have to play. See, this is live, so you got to bear with me. Ah, there it is. That means we have I to
4: play the birth song. Here it is. Well, well, so in the alley he's
1: looking for a an on the corner by and everything inside. With another now for feed Seems that every way you look today There's misery and greed I guess you know the earth Is going to crash into the sun But that's no reason why We shouldn't have a little fun So if you think it's scary If it's more that you can take Just blow out the candles And have a piece of cake Happy birthday!
2: I just love Weird Al. <laughs> He's so great. So I feel crazy. like I want to.
3: I feel like I want an updated version of that song. That could be really funny if he updated the lyrics to that uh, to today's. But yeah. Jim, listen, you are the light by which this ship is steered, and Charles and I, of course, would not be here without you. And while we are part of the team, you are definitely the linchpin uh, of our team. So just happy birthday to you, man. You're you're uh, you're a pretty cool guy, and uh, you definitely make Trek talking work. So uh, thank you so much for for being, you know, part of the team, the team at times.
2: (laughs) Well, just just remember, there's no I in team. It's true. It's true. That is very true. uh, Yeah.
4: Gotta have a captain.
2: Yeah. This is is very, this is true. And the times when we have technical difficulties or my cat runs away with my headset or whatever craziness (laughs) happens, (laughs) and it does happen. Mm -hmm. you guys are able to step right in and keep the thing going while I get it all straightened out and get us back on the air. So that's pretty cool. So thank you very much, everybody. And listen, guys, our phone number here is 646-668-2433. So you want to get dialing, you want to get get on the air, because I think we're going to have a lot of phone calls tonight because right now I have the pleasure of introducing Tracy Coco. And um, if you've watched Star Trek, then there's a great chance you've seen her. You might remember her as Lieutenant J from The Next Generation, and she appeared in over 100 episodes, which is awesome, and she also appeared in three of the four TNG films, which is also awesome. From the 16 characters she played on Deep Space Nine and Voyager, because she was in full makeup, you probably wouldn't recognize her. Since her time on Star Trek, she's been a fixture at Star Trek conventions across the nation and around the world. And Tracy, are you here with us? Can you hear my voice?
6: (laughs) I am here and I thank you so much. Hi everybody.
2: Woo-hoo.
6: Woo-hoo.
0: Yes, we here made again. it. <laughs> 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 Happy oh.
2: birthday to you too, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, we actually have a caller on the line right now. So, um uh, before oh my we do- isn't that awesome? Yay! So, uh, let me, yeah. Let's see. Yay. Let's see. And good evening. Thank you for calling Truck Talk. And what's your name and where are you calling us from tonight?
7: I'm Shannon. I'm calling from Kentucky.
2: Yes, Yay. this is Shannon from Kentucky. How you doing, Shannon? Hi, Shannon. from
7: Kentucky. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Awesome. Now, Tracy actually, the- actually belongs to our fanship.
3: Oh, excellent. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm. I do. Yep. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, you know, hanging in there, hanging in there. It looks like things are, you know, getting back in, so that's good for me. Yes, yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully we'll yep. see you at the comms this year.
6: Yes, I hope so.
2: Let's start off with, with uh, Star Trek Las Vegas, the 55-year mission. Mm-hmm. That That would be a good place to start. Yes so so Tracy, <laughs> let me ask you, when you worked on Star Trek Voyager, did you ever run into uh, to uh, by chance, Leslie Hoffman?
6: No, I, I basically, when I did my aliens on Deep Space Nine and Voyager, I would um go into the makeup trailer and they'd you know put me in whatever alien I was doing that day. God, I did fifteen of them um. And then I'd go on the set, do my stuff, and then I'd be whisked back to makeup and out of it, and then I'd go home. So I really didn't get to spend any time with, you know, the actors really, on there.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So let's yeah. start off with yeah. how did you actually, how did you actually land the role? I know you were an ensign. So how did you end the role, land the role as ensign J, originally?
6: Okay. Well, originally, okay. Well, I my very very first movie was Gross Anatomy with Christine Lottie and Matthew Modine, where I play a medical student. Then after that, I got on a Watch as a regular lifeguard. Then I got a uh, Then my casting got me the movie Another 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy that was on the Paramount lot. So as I'm filming that day, doing stunt work in the bar, they had me jumping over a table in a mini skirt and pump (laughs) and um, somebody, somebody from Star Trek um, business office saw me and said, I need to go talk to so-and-so up in the, um, you know, big wig office. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't really know at the time what I was getting into and they loved me. And uh, the next thing I know they said, okay, can you come back on this day? For filming on the bridge and they put me in the golden black and I didn't realize um, at that time that the golden black is like one of the best colors to be because it controls two things on the ship. So I started out as an ensign and then, God, I don't remember what episode, um, this would be a good one for the fans. What episode (laughs) I came back as lieutenant on because the next thing I realized was there were two pips on my outfit rather than one. So (laughs) either it was a, you know, mistake by the wardrobe or it was a planned deal because then the next thing I know, Jonathan Frank kind of gave me my name by accident and then I ran with it. And then from then on, it was like, oh, my God, now I have a name. (laughs) Well. See yeah.
2: that—that's exactly what Colmini said. When you get a name, you're all set.
6: <laughs> it's crazy, yeah.
2: So, uh, Tracy, of all the I'm aliens other- that that you have played, which one was your favorite?
6: Well, what, uh, that's a hard one because my very very first one was an Antikin, and it looks to me like it's like a wolf dog, but I think oh. it was it was. It was known as the Dog Chase Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that one has really a neat memory for me. Um, that's how I met Sharon Stone.
2: Oh. oh, interesting.
6: Yeah. Yeah, she was filming the movie Sliver on the Paramount lot, and I was in full-on Antikin where oh. with my <laughs> Antikin on. I, I, I went out into the alley to get, you know, some air for the um, – before my you know filming and here she comes out of her trailer in a terry cloth robe lining right for me and i almost shit my pants oh i'm sorry that's okay that's good
2: that's that's fine and then, and then,
6: we're not and then the next, we're not bound by fcc
2: regulations here
6: <laughs> the next, the next the next thing I know, she invites me to the rap party for the movie and gives me, like, her extra bodyguards to walk in with. It was just, like, crazy. It's just crazy.
0: Oh, Wow. Yeah. But
6: That's I do so have cool. to say that I, I, I've i been both Borgs. I was a Borg drone in one episode, um, and then I was a regular Borg, too. So the Borgs are pretty cool. Um, I always wanted to play a Kardashian. I was made up as one, Um by he's great Thomas Superintendent, and um he was one of my makeup guys. But Michael Westmore, that got a makeup, did most of my aliens. Um, I'd have to say the the Borg were pretty cool. Yeah.
2: And how how long did it take for them to to turn you into a Borg?
6: Um, about uh, I I want to guess like uh three and a half four hours maybe. Hmm. I did do wow. one on Voyager. I don't. I don't know the name of it, but it wasn't an episode on Voyager, and it was the real pretty one because Michael said he'll make me a real pretty one because I was like all my other ones were kind of ugly, and so um he made me the real pretty one, the one with the forked tongue and the in the contact in my eyes and a ponytail, and then I had dots all over my hands and my arms. Um, mm-hmm. That one took six hours.
7: Wow. Wow.
6: Yeah. And the good thing was that my skin, you know, didn't break out. So therefore, I think that's why too that he had me do a lot of them. Plus I I brought I brought what he, you know, put me into life and um it made him happy. So he gave me more. Yeah.
2: Now, did you ever get to be a Klingon?
6: No, never a Klingon either, no.
2: Oh, that's
6: too bad. Yeah, I told I you she was the
7: born. But she was a Borg oh. Queen.
6: Yes, I did. I I was I was in the movie with the Borg Queen, but I also was her stunt double too. So, in that movie. Oh,
2: that's that's even cooler. So um, yeah. Before we before we break for our first commercial break, I'm going to ask you what of all the Star Treks, which which is your favorite movie of all of them?
6: Well, I you know. It's a special to my heart. I'd have to say, generations, because that's the first, my first um, stunt working with explosives. You know, because they had me fly the ship, and I got blown out of my chair by the Klingon sisters. <laughs> and, and and the communicator that I wore on, you know, my outfit, I made into a tattoo that I have on my left arm with Lieutenant J in the middle of it. So okay. I'd have to say that one.
2: That, that's awesome. You got you got blown up by the Klingon sisters. That's cool.
6: But, but, I didn't, but, I, but I didn't die, and then Marina nope. comes into the, the seat, and she ends up crashing it. We always have that, that competition when we do our panels. It's so funny. <laughs>
2: that is yeah. funny. So, listen, everybody, our phone number here is 646-668-2433. Uh, give us a call. We'll get you on the air right away if you have a question for Tracy. We're going to take a very, very quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Tracy. Don't. Touch that dial. We'll be right back.
5: Maybe. Yep, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is brought to you in part by the Freakopolis Geekery, the premier upstate New York comics and game shop. Centrally located between Saratoga, Glens Falls, Ticonderoga, and Rutland, Vermont, the Geekery is a haven for pop culture and science fiction fans. For Star Trek fans, the Geekery features board games like Ascendancy, as well as awesome gaming titles like Star Trek Adventures RPG from Modiphius. Star Trek Away Team Zero Clicks, and of course, Star Trek Attack Wing ship-to-ship tactical combat for the tabletop. The Geekery hosts casual play sessions, learn-to-play sessions, and sanctioned organized play tournaments with limited-edition prize support. You'll also find comics and trade paperbacks at Freakopolis, including Star Trek titles from IDW. Lots of issues are in stock, and special orders are no problem. Whether you visit in person by Shuttlecraft, or beam in online to Freakopolis.com. You'll find yourself right at home at the Freakopolis Geekery.
2: And we're back. We're talking with Tracy Coco, who's been in over 100 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and several of the TNG movies. If you have a question for Tracy or you just want to call and say hello or maybe wish me a happy birthday, our phone number here is 646-668-2433. Just dial that number right now and we'll get you on the air live. So, Eric, I, I think I've taken up all, enough of Tracy's time, and I could ask all kinds of questions, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk to her as well. So I think I'll I'll turn this over to you, and you can ask Tracy some questions.
3: Well, my gosh, there are so many questions I'd love to ask you. Thank you for coming on the show today, Tracy. I guess the first one, since we were just talking about all the aliens you've played, the 15 various uh, – 15 maybe plus uh, – various aliens you've played – the makeup so is so for you is the makeup easy is it hard is it annoying is it eh, it's fine i'm just curious what your personal experience of that whole like process is um
6: i myself love the makeup um i do have to say when it's really hot wearing some of it because it's so, you know uh prosthetic latex stuff um that um, with, with start sweating you have to know how to like dab your face like with your finger and mm-hmm. then dab your face um the borg the borg makeup um is packed makeup which is white so you cannot laugh you cannot smile you cannot eat you cannot do hardly anything in that because it cracks and they really want to try to keep away from it um uh, the Borg also is uh, one big first you put on a bodysuit okay and mm. it looks like to me it reminded me of like a shark suit like a tailing suit but it's not chains it looks like it but it's not so you put that on first and then every piece is like a piece so like your mm. forearms are a piece your uh upper arms are a piece your torso's a piece your legs, your upper leg your lower leg I mean there's so many pieces to it and then you basically got to have the wardrobe and makeup follow you to the restroom (laughs) because you need help.
3: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's
6: like, I I liked wearing it. I I was pretty lucky that way. So,
3: well, I think what we've heard from some other folks is that once they get into that makeup, it sort of transforms you, your psyche and you actually kind of get into the character. Do you find the same thing?
6: Oh my God. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, especially the board. But when I was a Kardashian, oh my God, I I look like a badass. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I posted the uh, a little vignette that um, my girlfriend made for me, like a little video of Thomas putting it on. And when they first handed me the mirror to look at me, I almost cried. I think I was crying. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Yeah, that one. That one took about three and a half hours or so. Yeah.
3: That one's amazing to me because it, it, it doesn't just involve the face. It goes all the way down into the upper body.
6: Oh yeah. To the neck and then the shoulders. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Well, um, I was wondering, you know, when it came to your work on TNG, I mean, that's, that's where I know you best from. I, uh, TNG is kind of a series. I loved it. Uh, watched every episode when it first came out and I've watched it many times <laughs> afterwards. Um, How did your sort of workload come up? Did you know ahead of time, a season ahead of time, which episodes you were going to be involved with? Did you get called up, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of time? How did that sort of process work? How did you know when you were going to be on Star Trek?
6: Um, I was always on the call, sheet, especially because I knew I would work at least three times a week to film the bridge because I was basically always on the bridge. So I knew mm-hmm. I'd work, you know, at least three times. Um, I just didn't know exactly what days that would be because, you know, they start out on a Monday for the call time at, you know, seven in the morning or whatever. But then, you know, dir- you know the whole week will go, and then it gets later if they don't hit their mark or whatever and they have to go over. But usually the bridge was every, you know, I worked every, uh, well, three days a week on that. But then they also had me as Captain Picard's date in the ten forward, so I had that outfit. Um, mm-hmm. They they call me in to do extra side things like in Rascals that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, I played uh, Patrick Stewart's hands as a little boy when he was on the computer. Those are my hands. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, and then and then in the Borg movie with the Borg Queen, um, I grab his legs when he's going up the ladder. Those are my arms. They had me come in for that because she didn't want to come in for that. So yeah, it's been crazy, man. Um, and then just to get off the Star Trek, just real quick, I don't know if you guys uh, watch Demolition Man, but I did play a cop in that movie. And then that led to me being the computer voice in the pinball game. So if ever you play that, I'm the one that talks to you.
3: That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, there's just so many things when I looked at your whole, uh, you know, entry there, there's just so many different things that you've been in, including, um, I didn't realize that you were in barbed wire.
6: Oh, my God, that was a hoot and a half, but they did cut my scene. They cut my scene with Pamela. We had a fight scene, but, yeah, I was in that movie. Uh-huh.
3: I was going to ask you, <laughs> yeah. since we never got to see the fight scene, because it's, you know, it didn't make a, it, it was on the cutting room floor, what what was the, uh, you know, can you give us a quick summary of the fight scene? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like
6: military-style military fighting, but we had poles in our hands, like pole fighting. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, um it was funny seeing her because, you know, I was on Baywatch as a regular lifeguard, then they got cancelled and that's when I got on Star Trek and then Baywatch came back with I call it they came back with the big big boob girl. So, um <laughs> yeah. I wasn't on that. <laughs> well,
3: well I was gonna ask you if your Baywatch connection is what got is what sort of led to the job on, on Barbed Wire or or not. Um,
6: it could have been. I'm not quite sure. i I just, you know, would go to, like, my, my agent would call, and I'd go to auditions, and then, um, I mean, I've, I, I started out modeling and doing print work, you know, a lot. I, like, my very, very, very first job before all this was McDonald's, and then that led to a McDonald's video I was singing in. I mean, I've had a weird, crazy like, I've done a lot of stuff. When I look at all my stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, as you guys know, um, I'm, I have four movies that are coming out that have been filmed already. And um, the first one is Night Mistress, where I play the lead bodyguard, the head of the mafia. And that's uh, directed by uh, Philip Cable and produced by Raster Michaels. And then, um, I got on Assassin's Apprentice 2, like, and Marina Sirtis is in it, and Sean Kenny. I mean, and, and Army Army oh, Zimmerman, on. I mean, yeah, and, um, I play a retired assassin in that. And then, uh, a James Blasimo film, Alien Danger, I, I play, uh, Beck, and, um, I'm going to be filming the second one this month, Alien Danger 2 with him also, and then, um, Russ Emanuel did *Assassin's Apprentice*. He was the director, and he's also in the other movie uh, directed the movie I'm in, *Staycation*, and um, I play a news reporter in that. <laughs> so it's pretty cool.
3: That is so cool! I can't believe I have four new movies on my list now that I get to watch. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then if it works out, I'm going to be in a movie called *Death House* with the same producer, Raster Michaels. Um, with maybe Nicholas Cage, and I don't know what Ooh, part yeah. I've yet, but, yeah. So I'm pretty excited about the movie things, and um, I'm really excited that I think the cons are starting to come back slowly because I just love doing them. I mean, I totally missed my fans this whole yeah. last year. I was like, oh, my God, I went
3: nuts. I think it has been a really hard year, not only for, uh, you know, fans, but like you're saying, all the actors, the, the people who would normally love doing the cons, and, and they haven't been able to. So I I definitely sympathize with you on that. Um, that it's not been easy. Well, it's, I don't want to take all your time, but you already mentioned one thing, and I had it on my list of questions. And so <laughs> it's kind of funny that it came up already. Uh, I'll ask you one more question before I send you off to Charles. Uh okay. Explosions. So in generations, there is that great, you know, picture of you uh, as the explosion is going up. So what was that like? Your, I didn't realize that was your first time working with explosives.
6: Oh, my God. I was like a little a little child. It was so exciting. I got the adrenaline rush. Um, and the only reason, well, first of all, they... they, they I was, first of all in the script. I was supposed to be killed, and then he, uh, Jonathan came up and said, "Would you, could you do a stunt and drive the ship yourself?" And I was like, "Yeah." I go, but I want in the contract that I don't die because I know you're going to be coming out with you know more movies. And they said, "Okay." So I did it, and I, yeah, I was I was kind of freaked out at first because I never did work with explosives before. But um, all of a sudden, the director says, "Don't look to the right when I say action, because it's going to come blow. It's going to come hit you in the face." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, it looks like you know stone and pieces of the ship, but it's really you know uh, foam that they spray painted to look that way or whatever." But um, we had to do two takes because the first take, when I got blown out of the chair, Marina sat down and the ashes <laughs> burned her ass, so her suit got oh. ruined. Oh no! we had to do another take take, therefore or we would have just had one but um that was pretty fun
3: wow well that sounds like a thrill and a half my goodness and so I assume that there have been explosives uh since that that moment in your career
6: no not no not 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 yet I'm hoping but not yet okay (laughs) <laughs>
3: well, uh, man, that was great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Charles, would you like to ask Tracy some questions?
4: Well, it's interesting that I haven't gotten a chance to watch Generations recently. But the two, of the two of the ships that I'm attached to here in Las Vegas had a lot of fun because out, out in the area, outside of Las Vegas called uh, called uh, Valley of Fire is the location of where the bridge scene between Kirk and Picard, and they've moved it, I've heard slightly to a new location, but the bridge is still out there in Valley of Fire. And oh. we were actually also recently looking at. It, it was a the, tiny bridge, was, but the, it's a night truck to go and seeing yeah, it.
6: Yeah, it it was tiny, but I mean, the first day I I worked on the show, I walked on the I walked on the set and was just like, Oh my god, this is great! Uh, being on Star Trek changed my life. I'm not kidding, and I totally appreciate all my fans everywhere. I mean, I've been around. The world, a lot, like, everywhere. And um, I have, like, the best fans. And it's, to me right now, it's still crazy that I have fans. It's just it, it's mind-blowing. But I love them all. They're very supportive and loving. And um, I'll never forget everything. I'll never forget you guys. I mean, thanks. Because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't even be on here doing this right now. So I mean it from the bottom of my heart. So just to let you guys know.
4: Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs>
2: oh, I, I I really I mean, hope that um sister. I hope that you make what? it to Las Vegas because I'd love to I'd love to get an autograph from you to to add to my collection after we've talked on the show I think that'd be great.
6: Oh yeah, and I'd love to do your show there too. So like I said, I can't really you know say yet, but let let's just say I have a little smile on my face then it's going to work out. So. Yay.
7: Fingers
4: crossed. Well, Fingers crossed. That That's be, right. One thing that might be interesting for you is that you never got to meet her. But at our, at our got, table, we're gonna, you never got to meet her. But at our table, huh? we will actually have our own guest at our table. Leslie oh. Austin will be signing autographs.
3: Mm hmm. Oh, wow.
4: And I yeah. think you would probably have a lot of
3: stories.
4: Oh, yeah. Stunt p-
3: person to stunt person.
6: Yeah. That's I mean, right. I, I, have, I have my limits on my stunts. So I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you've done I a few. Don't off, I, don't, I don't jump off 50-foot buildings or anything. So.
3: Not like Leslie. <laughs> you know.
6: No,
3: no. that
4: You talked about... You've talked about all the different characters you played. What was it like doing so much, so many different stunts in Next Generation?
6: Um, it was, it was fun. I mean, you know, stunts uh, like, like when we had to shake and fall on the floor—that's considered a stunt. I mean, some people would 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 think, oh, that's that's not like a stunt, but it is. It's considered a stunt. I mean, even when I was surfing on Baywatch, they had me surfing every now and then. That's considered extra pay. They give you a bump for that. I mean, um, but yeah, the shaking and and then plus on Star Trek, we'd, we'd have meetings every now and then to go up to the office and, um, you know, see how our outfits are fitting. So we couldn't even, you you had to fit into your outfit or else I don't think they, they, they would still allow us to be on there. So that's, that's another thing. We had special bras. We wore the women, had special bras. (laughs) I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, um, we couldn't have lines in the outfit at all. So basically that's when I don't know if the guys know what it what a back is or a G string underwear. But um that's the women had to wear those because they didn't like lines in the outfit. So that was my very first time getting introduced to those kind of panties and um that was quite an experience <laughs> the first year. <laughs> Sounds
3: comfy. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 oh I wonder
0: if
7: Shanna's
0: gotten a question for you. Yeah. Well Yeah, we well, haven't heard I'm from Shannon. One.
4: Well well it's
7: because, you know, y'all I've talked I've talked to Tracy some other time but I've let you all talk to her. Um now with Tracy and just so you all know when you when you see her she's a hugger, so every picture you have with her, you'll be hugging her. Yes. Which is will be really nice after COVID's over. So <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Yes. Yes. But my one question is, and I want to get you in trouble, but which, if, if you want to be on any of the new tracks, any of them or all of them, I guess is the question, which one would you prefer?
6: Oh, well, it just depends on, like, what would I fit in better with. I mean, I say, okay, this is my my, my uh, idea of the Lieutenant J whole background thing. I think mm-hmm. since I wore, I wore every color on the show, mm-hmm. um, I was basically the most cross-trained officer on the show, um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of aliens. I could be Section Thirty-One.
1: So yeah. I don't
6: mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I could be like a morph, mm-hmm. like a morph kind of person. I don't know. I I don't know. But um, I it could be I a
7: changeling.
6: Say, that's what. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's what I meant. A changeling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know because I've been, you know, I like them all. Um, the new mm-hmm. one, the Strange New Worlds. I have not. Seen? I don't. Is it out? Yet? Not out yet. No. Okay. No. So okay. Okay. Um, I I I've seen Picard, a few of them, and I, I really like Picard. I like Discovery.
5: Um, mm-hmm.
6: I don't know. I mean, I could maybe come on as as a guest and help. Help them get out of a situation, but I think Picard would be would rock my world right now. <laughs> Picard yeah. would rock my world.
3: It'd <laughs> be something special, wouldn't it? Uh, Mine too. I
6: tweet, I tweet, I tweet, I tweet all the time to Jonathan. Hint, hint, hint. Hashtag bring back Lieutenant J. Picard. I mean, come yeah. on, give me a break. That's what I. That's what I basically say to him. Please give me a break. Throw me a bone, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk,
7: walk, walk hey, what in the background, that? something.
2: Yeah. That's right, what was it like? What was it like working with Jonathan Frakes as as Riker versus working with Jonathan Frakes as director Frakes? Is he is he different uh, in both roles, or is he pretty much the same dude all the time?
6: He's pretty much the same dude all the time. I mean, being a director, you have a lot of uh, weight on your shoulders, but he got it done. That's why we call him one take Frank. Um, we loved it when he was directing because we knew we, we would <laughs> we would be out of there early. <laughs> you know, not not, sure. like, not not like ten cakes to the same scene over and over. No, um, and in the, that whole group, I mean, honestly, they are awesome, all of them. So I miss them all, and I run into them every now and then at comic cons, and they they drop everything. They can have a line like so long and see me coming up and drop everything and say say my name. They say my name and give me hugs, and oh my god, it's fantastic.
2: That's awesome. That is so. Cool. That is just so cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: It, so it's like I said, you, it's, it's awesome.
2: You were talking about Section 31, and uh, I think that Michelle Yeoh is an incredible actress. I just love her, and she's so athletic. There's one scene which I talk about over and over and over again. I'm going to talk about it again now, so for those of you keeping track. But the scene <laughs> where Lorca is behind her, and she kicks him in the face, and he's behind oh, her yeah. Oh, yeah. just incredible <laughs>
6: yeah she she is amazing, oh my God, if I got to work with her, I'd be like, oh my god
2: she's yeah. just just awesome i I, yeah, I hope yeah. that they that they she's just incredible, an yeah, incredible actress incredible. but um I'm just well
6: gosh you guys. Thank
2: you for having me Yes, the time flies when you're having well, fun, you doesn't it?
6: it I told, I told you time would fly
2: <laughs> It uh-huh. does and listen, if if you make it if you're if you're at the Star Trek 55 Las Vegas convention um, it would be great if we could get together and you could talk with Leslie and we could do a, we're gonna be doing a live broadcast from the convention so that would be great. Okay if we could chat with you for a couple of minutes about what's going on and what your plans are for the weekend and, and uh, about the convention, if we can make that happen, that would be great.
6: That would be awesome. And you guys are going to be there from what? When that Wednesday to that Monday or just the weekend?
2: Well, we're, we're flying in on Wednesday, but we're not going to be there until Thursday because our plane gets in, in the middle of the night. So we'll be there Thursday, huh. Friday, Saturday and Sunday.
6: Oh, it so. if I am hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping.
2: Yay. It should be fun. <laughs> so, listen, uh, before we let you go, I, I have to say thank you to Shannon for setting this whole thing up and making it possible yes. for you to talk thank with us. So, you, thank Shannon. you, Shannon.
7: Thank you, Shannon. Thank
2: you. You're welcome. Shannon, And it was great to
7: meet Tracy at the Picard premiere. That's where I met her.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And these awesome. guys gave me the tickets to go. what
7: yeah that was awesome
2: you know i I wish i could have gone to that and met all you guys in person but i'm looking forward to meeting meeting at least meeting charles anyways at star trek las vegas that'll be cool (laughs) yeah
6: it'll be fun it'll be hot there i'm sure yeah
2: yep It'll be a new experience Excellent. for me from Vermont. It'll be interesting. But anyways, yes. thank you so much for hanging out and talking with us tonight, Tracy. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
6: Oh, no, thank you so much. And just one quick question. I know it's live, this thing right now. Um, So therefore, if people aren't listening right now, they can't hear it again.
2: No, they will not hear it podcast. again. Yep. No, it's, it's like <laughs> a regular podcast. The, The link that I sent to you is there forever and ever and ever. So even though people didn't call tonight, we have a huge following that from the UK and from Germany, from all over the place. And they listen to the podcast, you know, whenever they get a chance. So even though, though you know, a lot of people listen to it Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and you can go back and click on that link that I sent you. Uh, I think um, it's 35 minutes after the show ends that link will go live, and you can click on uh-huh. it and listen to this broadcast afterwards. So it'll be there forever.
6: Oh, great. Okay, thank <laughs> you guys so much.
2: Thank you so much, Take Tracy, care. for joining us. Have a good night. All
6: right, you, thought you guys, be good. Have a good night. Love you all. Thank you so much.
2: Love you too. Live long and prosper. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. So, guys, that was Tracy Coco. Um, I have an article on our Facebook page. You guys, please head on over there and uh, give it a quick read. And that article, Tracy talks about working with Jonathan Frakes, working with Patrick Stewart, being an Anakin, um, crashing the ship. Well, she didn't crash it. Marina did, but flying the Enterprise. And it's a really great article. So uh, take a look at it and uh, enjoy. So we're kind of doing the show backwards tonight because we wanted to make room to get Tracy on. So uh, we already did our birthdays. We're going to go back and uh, start at the beginning. We're going to do our fan shout outs. We're going to go around the globe. We're going to do our cities. And then we've got some Star Trek news that we're going to go over. So the show is not over. Tracy's gone, but the show is not Uh, over. We still have a lot mm -hmm. to talk about, but Shannon is here with us. Yay! Yay. (laughs)
0: Yay. (laughs) Yay!
2: Yay, I, I just wanted to let you guys know that not only did we get invited to the uh, Star Trek 55 convention in Las Vegas, we are still running a, a GoFundMe, which you guys, we would really appreciate some help so that we can get there. Um, you can go to GoFundMe and look up Trek Talking, and, and with, with 52,000 uh, people out there, a dollar, a dollar from, from a small portion of you guys is all it would take. So please help us out if you can. And if you can't, that's fine. You can help us out by sharing that link with as many people as you can to try to make this, make this a reality. We want to have some great swag. I want to have some t-shirts to give out to you guys as a way of saying thank you. We'd like to make up some keychains to give out as well. So well, we could use your help. So please, please do that if you can. We would really, really appreciate it. But just this week, not only did we get invited to the Star Trek 55 convention in Las Vegas, but before we came on air, I was telling Eric and Charles, I think Tracy might have just joined us as well, that we got invited to the Pine Bush UFO Festival in Pine Bush, New York. And I was like, what, what wow. is that? I never heard of that. And, and so
0: um, <laughs> it happens
2: to be on my wedding anniversary uh, with my wife, 29 years that we've been married. So when they contacted me, I was like, I don't know if I can do it because it's my anniversary. i got to clear it with the boss.
4: So um,
2: (laughs) anyways, I I talked with Karen about it this afternoon. And we went online and watched some videos about it to see what it's all about and if it's actually, you know. And it's a huge event, I guess. This is like the Area 51 of the East Coast. Uh, In the 70s and 80s, there was UFO sightings every night here. And so um, Whitley Strieber is going to be there and um, uh, Travis Walton from Fire in the Sky Mm -hmm. is uh, going to be there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Darth Vader and his stormtroopers are going to be there as well. So that just means that Klingon Jim is going to have to make an appearance and wave his bat all around. So uh, (laughs) it's going to be fun. Uh, They wanted to have, you know, Star Trek represented there and they wanted to have a live podcast. And so they reached out to us, and which I think is great. First, we had the Star Trek uh, 55 mission reach out to us, and now the Pine Bush UFO Festival has reached out to us. So I think we're, we're getting out there. People are, are learning about us and wanting us to be at their events, which I think is awesome, really awesome. So that's cool. Well, now
7: I see if we can get down the Starbase um, Indy, because that's the closest one to me.
2: There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know, uh we, we gotta see what you know, who invites us where and how we can get there. <laughs> 'Cause uh well, you know, I've, I'm I've I'm way that
7: a while. I sent somebody else today. that's
2: fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm way up here in the in the in the uh green mm-hmm. mountains up in nowhere land. So I uh but mm-hmm. I, I would love to go anywhere that anybody wants us to go. If we can get there, we'll be there. So anyways guys, cool. we have to take another commercial break. This, um, uh, you know but we'll be back don't worry run don't walk to the bathroom mm-hmm. because you don't want to miss this we're going to go back we're going to do our around the world we have some fan shout outs it's going to be a lot of fun we got some news to talk about so even though Tracy's gone that doesn't mean you have to be gone you can hang out with us for the next hour or so and enjoy some trek talking so we'll be right back after we hear this mm-hmm. very important message from who who is this next message oh no this isn't a message um, this, this is from a good friend of ours It's called uh, Faith That You'll Call Don't touch that dial We'll be right back
1: It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But your time is finally here You can feel the change in your thoughts right now Nothing's in your way and they're not going to hold you down no more. No, they're not going to hold you down. Because we've got faith that your call. We want to hear what you have to say. We've got faith to believe in just talking today. You've got faith in your fingers. All you got to do is tell out You can reach us right now we got faith, we got faith, faith that you call.
2: Yes, we do have faith that you call, and the number to call is 646-668-2433. And although Tracy's no longer with us, we do have Shannon, so that's a plus. We have Eric, <laughs> we have Charles, and we have myself. And we're going to have some fun doing some Trek Talking right now, so I just have to figure out how to go back and get to what We're I need to get to,
0: which
7: is
3: Yeah, I gotta. It's so far back, way back yeah, to have the beginning well, of the show. I
7: guess there we go.
4: Our <laughs> it's okay, showing. there we go. You know what I okay. found out
7: today Fred Star Trek? I'm sorry, I can't wait.
2: What'd you find out? Yeah, so uh, our number, dies So. Oh, go, go. Ahead, tra- go ahead, Shannon. I
7: was going to say, if you want an actor or a, a celebrity to come to a con, you actually email the cons, and they, they may invite them for you to yeah. show up. Like, okay, there cool. you
2: go. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. So, I had no idea. No, you learn something new every day. See, this is an educational show, you see? You learn something. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, we have 52,596 followers on our Facebook page. If you'd like to join our Star Trek family, just head over to Trek Talking and Beyond. Spell that all out, A-N-D, not the, not the symbol and, A-N-D, Beyond, and you'll see the Live Long and Prosper symbol. Where where you see that? Just go in there and uh, tell us where you're from. And every week, I pick 15 lucky fans. If you see a heart next to your name from Trek Talking, You want to tune into with the future show because we're going to give you an individual fan shout out. But before we do that, we're going to go around the globe by our numbers. And these are the numbers that are given to me by blog talk radio as to where the most downloads are for this podcast. And for that, we turn to Eric. So, Eric, what do we have for around the globe this week?
3: Well, we have had consistency in our top five for a little while here, but of course, uh, leading the pack in our international listening category is the UK still uh, tying their record from last week with 6.04% of our listeners. So they are still way out in front of international listeners and way out in front of any international listeners that we've had throughout the history of this podcast. So. Wow, thank you folks from the UK. That is really amazing that so many of you are downloading and listening to our podcast right now. We really appreciate that. Um, we We have some special uh, ties to some folks in the UK that have been on the podcast and uh, and we just really appreciate everything that you do for us in our number two international spot, we still have Australia with four point zero two percent of our listeners, which is a very respectable amount. So thank you to the folks down under. To our brothers and sisters to the north in Canada, we say thank you for 3.12% of our listeners. In our number four spot, we have Norway with 2.05% of our listeners. And bringing up that number five slot right in the middle of Europe, we have still Germany holding steady with 1.22% of our listeners. Thank you so much to every single one of our listeners. Uh, These international ones in particular are special to us since uh, we're not from your countries and yet you choose to spend your time with us. So thank you so much. We cannot tell you how appreciative we are. And there's that one dude, that one dude in Australia. You know, we, know guy you, man. And we have yes. talked about you so much, my friend, please, please call us again someday. We would love to know your name. <laughs> you yeah, we'd you love, you love to know
2: your name, Australian <laughs> dude, so that we can actually, actually mention you and give you the credit that you deserve. Because to have somebody call us from Australia, that's something I'll just, I'll never forget although I did forget your name but if you give us a call back you know what you don't even have to call us just send us a message on our facebook page and say hey uncle jim I'm the dude from australia my name is joe or whatever so that when we talk about you we can we can name you by name so that you know we exactly you. that we're yes we want to we want to give you a name we don't want you to be <laughs> like like miles o'brien and just be chief o'brien you know we don't want you to be just the australian dude we want to give you a name. So, uh reach out to us. Let us know your name so that we can give you proper credit cuz it, it was so cool when you called that one time. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs>
3: He's a legend. I think, he is, man.
2: I think he is he is he, that was
3: it was probably like a year and a half ago too and we still talk about it. It's awesome. Yeah,
2: it was just <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool. So, uh we also have our top cities. Now our top cities um these are the geographical locations where most of our people are located, broken down by cities instead of by um, nations. And Charles, who do we have in our top cities for this week?
4: Well, our list really hasn't changed a lot, but I do see one change. Portland, Oregon is still at 21st. Eric needs to get us a few more callers, a few more followers.
3: I think we can do it. I think we're awesome. coming out of the pandemic. I'm going to be socializing more. I'm going to be pitching the podcast. So come on, Portland. We can do this. Let's get above 21.
4: <laughs> come on. You can but do I it. I gather with different conversations I've had in such, something must be going on. Because Las Vegas went from 7 to 15. Las Vegas is moving up the list.
3: Yeah. Pretty cool.
4: Pretty cool. And then, of course, we'll go down the list on Pablo, Brazil, San Antonio, Texas, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Chicago, Illinois,
0: Toronto,
4: Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Los Angeles, California, Melbourne, Victoria. Victoria, Australia; Sydney, New South Wales, Australia; London, UK, and New York, New York. What a combination! I always look at that list and think, what a combination of cities out there. What a diverse crowd of people that just sit there and follow and listen to it every
2: I, I wonder if Toronto, Ontario, Canada is anywhere near uh, GM Chris.
3: Yeah, he's from Toronto area. That's definitely I think where he's, he's from. I de- he's from one of the smaller towns around there, but he's right in that that area, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if,
2: if that if that chunk from Toronto uh, is because of GM Chris. Could be. Chris could
3: be. Very, it could be. Very well could be. Shannon, we'll try and so, run the numbers on uh, on Kentucky and Indiana and see what we can come up with because uh, you know I'm sure we've got some followers there. Yeah,
2: I'll yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll have to after, after the podcast I'll I'll well the numbers won't be in right after the podcast but tomorrow tomorrow um, yeah. I'll give it a look and I I will add them to our list. I I notice Vermont's cool. not on the list anywhere not 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 even in the top one hundred so you know that's because you haven't oh, been well.
3: out waving your bat with around for a year.
2: That's, that's true. Right. When
3: I get when people get out there and start touching my
2: list, those numbers will fly right
3: up. <laughs> throwing business cards and waving so, your list like, around. That's right. <laughs> well, I also
4: bet that Jim doesn't subscribe to the podcast like the rest of us do. Probably. Well,
2: that's that's true. That's true. Um, so as I said, we we do our fan shoutouts every week, and now uh, this is where you know. To me, as Tracy said, without fans, what's the point? And so we want to make sure that you guys realize that this isn't our podcast. It's your podcast. Without you, why we wouldn't be doing it. So uh, we like to give out as many fan shout-outs and recognition as possible. So not only do we do the nations, not only do we do the cities, but we also do individual fan shout-outs to you people that are sitting there right now, to listening to us, whether it's live on Thursday night, Trek Day, or whether it's Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to give you an individual fan shout-out. So, Eric, who do you have on your list for our fan
3: shout-outs this week? Well, our very first fan shout-out this week goes to Mr. Raul Diaz Fernandez from Osorno, Chile, which is, uh, according to uh, Mr. Fernandez, the land of Klingons, Borg, and Cows. so thank you Raul for listening to us Uh, what a a pleasure to have you (laughs) with us (laughs) and it sounds like a nice place I might visit next time I'm in Tuesday we're also sending out a big thank you and shout out to Karsten Link right there in Germany our number five international listener thank you so much Karsten I'm sure some of it is right around where you are from top fan uh, person who goes by Flo Cap Picard in Quedlinburg, Germany, also saying hello to us, and thank you so much, flo Picard. <laughs> Pleasure to have yet another listener from Germany. We're also saying hello, and thank you so much for listening to Ovidu Mate from Bucharest in Romania. Wow. Uh, have we had a Romanian listener before? That that might be a fr- I feel like we need to get one of those little pin boards and stick up a pin every time somebody from a new country uh, contacts us, so... Ovidu, thank you so much for listening to us and for interacting with us on our Facebook page. We really, really appreciate it. And my final fan shout-out, or no, not my final one. My next to last one goes out to David Bergwald in Minnesota, right there in the heart of the Midwest, uh, where I originally hailed from. So thank you, David, for listening to us. And we're also saying hello and thank you so much to top fan Stephanie Foden, once again in Hamlin, Germany. I got three German listeners this week, and Stephanie is a top fan, which means. She spends a lot of time with us on our Facebook page, so thank you so much for, for saying hi and, and for being a listener of the podcast. Charles, who's on your list this week?
4: Well, let's start off with Gene Wilson-Hale from Dayton, Ohio, home of the Wright Brothers, the birthplace of aviation. Cheryl Ann Mills from Ottawa, Canada, thanks for the invite. Then I got Tim Imanca from Seattle, Washington, in the USA, part of Tara Pop Pop fan, Mark Newman from Jamaica. I oh, if I've had it. We've had Jamaican come into our group. Desiree Sacker, living in St. Louis, Missouri. And last on my list, Luke Swanky, Swanky from Warsaw, Poland, Europe. Not sure if we've had anybody from Warsaw either. Or Poland. So what a diverse list this week. Let's see how diverse Jen can get.
2: Yeah, you know, uh in my old age guys, I I didn't I counted wrong. I just noticed I picked six instead of five. <laughs> Just uh, well,
4: forget me. Extra I'm for a, extra for your birthday.
2: Yeah, and an extra one to grow an inch, I guess. I don't know how I miscounted that, but I did. So, anyways, so on my list, we'd like to say thank you to Cynthia Fox from Upstate New York. That's kind of my area. That that's that's my my yeah. Represent Cynthia. Represent um, top fan Warren Anthony Day from Essex, England. We'd also like to say thank you and hello. To James Borg from Victoria, Malta. We'd also like to say hello and thank you to top fan Jude Mike Megna from Bolciero, Massachusetts. I'm not familiar with where that's located, but Massachusetts is also in my area as well. One of the New England
3: states. We'd I think also like to say, supposed to be an I. I think they're from Belricka. I think that's where they're from. Um, because Bill Ricca is definitely a spot in Massachusetts. In fact, hello to my friend Sochi from Bill Ricca right now. That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you do. go.
2: So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> And I would also like to say
2: Kapla to Tamara perlman Tassour from Israel.
3: Have we had an Israelite on before? Uh, one that I can remember, but it, there have not been many. So that is, uh, that's pretty cool, too. That is really cool. And the
2: last one, the bonus one, because I forgot how to count the five, <laughs> for some <laughs> unknown reason, I counted to six. uh we'd like to say thank you so so much to Ed Pato from Adil, South Australia, adelaide South Adelaide Australia. Yeah. Adelaide. I wonder if he's the dude I wonder
3: uh could be could be i you know i I know some folks in Adelaide too. maybe I should reach out to him and say, "Hey." Hey, do you know the dude from Australia that called the podcast like an hour, a uh, year and a half ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a year and dude. a half ago.
0: Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm sure that <laughs> would work. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many dudes could there be in Australia that, that <laughs> called the show? That's Great. I mean, <laughs> you know.
3: So anyways.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. So like I said, we're doing the show a little bit backwards this week, but that's okay. We'll get through it because now it's time for... Star Trek News.
3: Priority 1 message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Incoming transmission. Enter authorization code. Command codes verified. Define parameters of program.
1: Level 9 authorization required.
3: Specify parameters.
7: Transfer of data is complete.
2: So, Star Trek news this week, guys. Uh, we don't have a lot, but we do have some stuff to talk about. So, I'm going to start off with a a story um, that I, wa- I wanted to squeeze in last week, but we didn't get a chance because last week was Jeffrey Hunter's birthday. So, this story kind of uh-huh. got bumped up to this week. But Jeffrey Hunter's son praises Anson Mal. In an interview with, uh, with the Sammy Speaks Geeks mm-hmm. podcast, Jeffrey Hunter's eldest son, Chris Hunter, talked about the casting of Anson Mount, saying, I'm really happy about Anson Mount. I've been watching Anson Mount, and he really has the qualities that you need in Pike. You know, Pike is a very serious captain. My dad played him as a guy who was burned out, who really cared way too much about his crew, and was really, really tested by the old Telogians. Bruce Greenwood was wonderful as Pike. He really had those qualities as a mentor. I think Anson Mount is going to have the same qualities that those two guys did. He's got some big shoes to fill, and I think he's going to be really successful. While acknowledging that Mount resembles his father, Chris Hunter said that isn't why he thinks it was a good casting, noting what's important is they understand who Pike is. He did note that he sees similarities with Mount's work in Hell on Wheels, and his father's work in a number of Westerns and how Mount's portrayal of similar character styles of independence, calm, and demeanor. So that's a pretty, pretty high praise from, uh from mm-hmm. Anson Mount's son, don't you think? Uh,
3: yeah, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Uh It's Jeffrey Hunter's son, just, you know, connecting to Anson Mount like that. And I think, I think it's true. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we all read Anson Mount the same way um, and would agree with these statements. So, yeah, I, man, I, you know, I need to watch Hell on Wheels. I actually have not seen that show. Have any of us seen that show? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I, I, yeah. I, I saw, I, I, I'll tell you what I know about it. I saw an episode mm-hmm. because somebody told me that Cole Meany was a really nasty bad guy. And I was like, mm. Chief O'Brien is a bad guy? <laughs> so, um and he was. He was nasty. And I had to tune into an episode to see, you know, how bad Colmeany was and boy, he was bad. I mean, not bad. I mean he was a bad guy, not a bad actor. And uh I only watched that one episode to see how Colmeanie pulled off a bad guy, which was outstanding. Um, but yeah, I'll have to go back and, and try to find it and watch it because I love Anson Mao. I think he is just the bomb. Um, I am so psyched for Strange New Worlds. And I, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but I think that with all the different niches that Star Trek has to fill with each of their different shows, I think that Strange New Worlds, it, it, it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a big hit. And um, with all the different Angles that Star Trek has you know Picard you know is about the aging Veteran who's who's you know Beyond his time As a captain and as an admiral he's not Even in Starfleet anymore and he's Dealing with all those questions and all those things That face you know somebody Who's who's beyond their prime Which is awesome and Then of course we have discovery With Captain Burnham who's literally In her prime she's just Getting there and She's about to become the legendary captain that we all know she will be but she's not there yet she's just starting that mission and then we have anson mount who's going to play captain pike who is that veteran character so we have three different star trek shows that are all you know different from a different pro- and of course we have lower decks which is an animated comedy and of course prodigy which which is going to be aimed at younger children so each one of these shows I think is going to speak mm-hmm. to a different demographic. Yeah. So I think and that's decks. great. And, I, and Lower Decks. And that's what Star Trek needs. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. Star Trek so awesome, Is the, its ability to do that. So I'm really looking forward to it. And we, let's see, I, I think it's for next week. There's an article that I just posted on our Facebook page, uh, Rebecca mm-hmm. Romain doing an interview talking about number one. And uh, mm-hmm. that'll be on next week's show but i'm really 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 excited for strange new worlds i'm just looking so for i love i love by ethan peck and i think that anson mal oh my god he's just the coolest dude um well, is, I think, he I, be a, is he gonna be a star trek las vegas will i get an opportunity to meet him
3: is he gonna be he there won last time mm-hmm.
2: uh, we'll
7: have to see
3: I don't know if he's on the oh, list man. yet. But...
7: Yeah. I no, no, no. I'm he's sorry. He missed last year because he missed last time because he was getting married. He was there the year before.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he'll be there this year and I, I can go <laughs> meet him because I'd be like a teenage
3: girl swooning. I just I just love the guy.
2: I mean, I <laughs> so. I I
3: know. I think I know that Jim's, you know, thing he's looking most forward to in Strange New Worlds is Ancient Mountain. I think that's a great thing to look forward to. I <laughs> am really looking forward to the fact that I think right now, You know, all of the uh, sort of preview sneaky information that we've gotten through their little their little drops here and there have talked about what kind of show it's going to be. And um, I think everybody's expecting old Star Trek. And I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to give us um, an optimistic view that they're talking about, but I don't think they're going to replicate 90s Star Trek. So I'm really excited to see, because that's going to be a whole different thing, right? It's going to be a whole different thing from what we already have and from what we've seen before. So once again, more variety is awesome. You know, I I think, Um, I I agree with you, uh, Eric. I
2: think that a lot of people are expecting Strange New Worlds to just be a regurgitation of TNG. And You know what? It's not going to... I'll I'll tell you, if they did that, I would be disappointed. Um, I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see a half-three type cross thing where we're going to see individual episodes, but we're going to have overreaching arcs in those episodes pertaining to the characters and what happens to them through those episodes. So I think it's going to be kind of like a like a half-breed type of a show. I don't think it's going to be like they fly up to a planet, they they solve the people on their drug addiction, and then they fly away to the next planet, and that's it. I, I don't think it's going to be that. I think if they come up to a planet that's full of drug-addicted people, I think the decisions that they make in that episode the things that they tackle in that episode are going to carry on and have, have ongoing effects on our characters as they move through the series. At least that's what I hope they do. Yep. Yep.
4: Well, Jim, if I they just... some sad news for you. Anson is not on the guest list currently. But I'm also ah. wondering if they may be visiting busy filming at that time and they may not be able to get out to Vegas
2: for the show. That could yeah, be. Yeah, because
7: since you haven't been before, there's always some surprise guests that that come in because it depends on if they're finished shooting something like Friday, sometimes people show up on Saturday or Sunday that we don't know are coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'll have a great time anyways. It's going to be away. so yeah, much totally. fun either way it'll be fun it'll be a blast so i'm looking forward to it but I'm, i i'm i and there is there was just a shake up at paramount because they 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 added, they did something to their streaming service they fired the guy that was in charge and hired a new guy that was in charge so so there's all kinds what? of talk going on about that what's going to be happening with paramount plus now i don't know if you guys heard know. that so um, they fired um, one of the one of the uh, head guys that was running the Star Trek stuff up up top there, and uh, put someone else in charge. And of course, all the haters are all going off on on their conspiracy theories and blah blah blah. Yeah. But I don't I don't think any of that is has anything to do with anything. Um, but so so originally before we go to break, there's I just wanted to say that. Originally, they said that we wouldn't see any other new Star Trek's until one of the current shows was canceled. Remember they, when they said that? Yeah. Now. So now the word <laughs> the word is that maybe that isn't going to be the case. Um, you know they want to have they want to have new Star Trek out there, and so maybe maybe we'll be actually be seeing this Section 31 show that has been talked about since before Discovery even aired. Section 31 was the first Star Trek spinoff that we even heard about before we even saw Discovery. So maybe maybe that'll happen. I, I don't know because you got to think Prodigy isn't really a Paramount Plus produced show. They added Prodigy to their lineup later. That show was never part of the Star Trek universe, if you guys remember. It was originally going to air on Nickelodeon. It wasn't going to have anything to do with Paramount Plus, So. Prodigy was never included as one of the five original Star Trek shows. They didn't add Prodigy until Paramount Plus came around, and they decided they were going to premiere it on Paramount Plus before moving it to Nickelodeon. So there is kind of a gray area there as to, does Prodigy actually count as one of the five shows, or doesn't it? So you can... Kind of take that however you want, but mm-hmm. <laughs> at any rate,
0: <clears throat> it's time you to okay? take a quick,
2: yeah, <laughs> my, my cat is walking on my face, and <laughs> getting fur in my <laughs> mouth here. Um, we have to take a quick commercial break, but we have some more news stories to talk about, so don't touch your dial, don't go away. We'll be right back after this quick message from my buddy TJ at Free Goblin's mm-hmm. Geekery. Don't touch
5: that dial. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Freakopolis Geekery, the premier upstate New York comics and game shop. Centrally located between Saratoga Glens Falls, Ticonderoga, and Rutland, Vermont, the Geekery is a haven for pop culture and science fiction fans. For Star Trek fans, the Geekery features board games like Ascendancy, as well as awesome gaming titles like Star Trek Adventures RPG from Modiphius, Star Trek Away Team's Hero Clicks, and of course, Star Trek Attack Wing's Ship-to-Ship Tactical Combat for the Tabletop. The Geekery hosts casual play sessions, learn-to-play sessions, and sanctioned organized play tournaments with limited-edition prize support. You'll also find comics and trade paperbacks at Freakopolis, including Star Trek titles from IDW. (laughs) Lots of issues are in stock, and special orders are no problem. Whether you visit in person by Shuttlecraft or beam in online to Freakopolis.com, you'll find yourself right at home at the Freakopolis Geekery.
2: And we're back. So I got okay. a new, I, okay. I got rid of my headset okay. and I have earbuds okay. so that I figured maybe AJ really won't bother with the earbuds cause they're not as noticeable. So he decided, Oh, you know what? I'm going to walk up and I'm going to lay right in your face while you're trying to do the show because I want attention. So he was literally <laughs> laying in my face while I was trying to uh, talk there for a minute, but cause he wants his attention when he wants it. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. So uh, we have some
7: Yes. I just had somebody who's listening online just told me to tell you that if it's on if it's on TV, it's canon, even if it's on Nickelodeon.
2: Yes, but um, right, that's absolutely right. I wasn't saying that it wasn't canon. What I mean is that uh, part of the Star Trek universe. They said they were only going to produce five shows at a time and before we were going to see section 31 one of those five obviously had to end but Mm -hmm. but the gray area is prodigy was never included as one of those five so when paramount plus took over cbs all access um they decided we're going to premiere prodigy on paramount plus making it one of the five shows but it was never (laughs) intended it was never produced or intended as part of the star trek universe to appear on paramount plus even though nickelodeon is owned by them so um that's how we ended up with five star trek shows but but prodigy wasn't one of those so i'm wondering if you know these new this this new president that took over if they're saying well okay you know prodigy technically is a nickelodeon produced show and isn't a Paramount Plus produced show up in Toronto like all the other ones. So maybe we will see another Star Trek show. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But you're right. If it's on TV, it's canon. But I wasn't talking mm-hmm. about canon. I was talking about – about help me
3: out, Eric. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what, what, what would you call that? It like you
7: said canon,
3: sorry. Go ahead. That's What would you call that? It's, well, I don't know. It's, just it's not, part of the, just part of the overall plan, the grand scheme that they, yeah, yeah the grand know. scheme of things. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want
2: to call it. Yeah. yeah.
3: They were only going to
2: make five shows and they only anyway. had four anyway. So um, anyways, so we have, uh, we have some more news stories to talk about.
3: Yeah, we sure do. In fact, we've already touched on uh, one of our favorite characters a couple of times tonight. And so we're bringing him back for a new story. Uh, yellow uniform, blue collars, celebrating Star Trek Deep Space Nine's Chief O'Brien. That's right. When you think start of Star Trek, uh, there are a few words that instantly come to mind. Kirk and Spock are far and away the m- most well-known characters in the series. Though he may not be the most well-known or even the most well-liked character on the series in which he appeared, Miles O'Brien is one of Star Trek's most fascinating and underappreciated characters. Brought to life by Cole Meany, who celebrates his 68th birthday this week uh, or uh, this year, Miles O'Brien was first introduced as transporter chief on the Star Trek uh, on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Admittedly, if the name Miles O'Brien didn't ring a bell for you right off the bat, it's for a good reason. Even though he's the second most long-running character in Trek history, behind Michael Doran's Worf, O'Brien's character is, for lack of a better word, engineered to play second fiddle. While some Star Trek characters are below for their quirky one-liners, memorable physical attributes, or extraordinary abilities, O'Brien is a very deliberate everyman, a sort of audience stand-in who's at his best when he's playing off of other bigger characters. He's also frequently used by the writers as a vehicle to explore more grounded blue-collar themes and subjects that don't always seem to go hand-in-hand with space battles and Vulcan mind melds. O'Brien isn't perfect. He knows it. The audience knows it and the other characters know it, and that's what makes him such an effective character. Chief Miles O'Brien isn't a particularly glitzy character, nor at face value is he an inevitable role as an actor, but in Colmini's honest, grounded performance, Star Trek was able to explore a number of sticky subjects that would have failed miserably in the hands of a less capable actor and writer staff. And, uh, you know, I would totally agree with this article. I think that's where Miles O'Brien shines. Somehow he's a major character, while being a minor character. Um, But he, he's the one who kind of, I think, for me, first broke that, um, that sheen of utopia, you know, you realize that uh, he had a hard past and that there were some things that that went on that he, that he didn't love and that he had his own prejudices um, that, you Mm -hmm. know, bordered uh, at times on on bigotry, but then he also fought very hard to keep that at bay, you know, because of his personal experiences. So, um, you know, his relationship with Keiko and their like how that kind of progressed I thought was was cool. So,
1: yeah, I,
3: I loved it when Lower Decks kind of named him as one of the greatest of all time because he is the everyman, you know, he's just like, he is us uh, and his, his trials are our trials. Um, so yeah, that was a really cool article. Once again, you should go to our Facebook page and read the whole thing. Um, because I just gave you a little taste and, uh, of course, everybody needs a little bit more Colmini in their lives. So Charles. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Oh, yeah, I,
2: right? I, I agree. I think that the, what they did with Colmini, not so much, well, starting on TNG, but not as much. I think when he moved to deep space nine, and uh-huh. he actually got a family. Um, you know, it was really one of the first, you know, families we saw on Star Trek as regular I mean, we saw Cisco and Jake, but um, you know, and we did see Nog and Rom and, and Lita later on, but we didn't really have a regular cast member family there until we had Keiko and Chief O'Brien and Molly. And then we had a family that was actually there that we saw that we knew that we cared about, and I thought that was great. I really loved that that they actually had the family there, you know. And oh, I thought that's doing that yeah. way. And the fact that the the bromance between O'Brien and Bashir was also another great addition to Deep Space Nine. You know, they'd go into the holodecks and they'd, they'd be Vikings or. You know, they'd be, you know, fighter pilots in 1941, or they'd go to the Alamo. I thought that added a whole dimension to Chief O'Brien that just made him that much more believable and that much more lovable as a character.
3: If you did not already yeah. know that people serving on starships were nerds. <laughs>
4: well, <laughs> let me let me throw something extra out there. You ever pay attention to what his rank is? Chief,
0: That's Chief. All right.
4: he is not an officer. Yeah. Brian is an enlisted man. He wasn't mm-hmm. one of the officers. He's one of the workers on there. We spent, we always spent so much time talking about the officers on the bridge. The officers throughout the ship. When we focused on O'Brien, we weren't focusing on the officers. We were focusing on the enlisted crew, the crew that's over there doing a lot of the harder work. A lot of the people that are down there, just like the lower deck crews are. So we're really dealing with somebody who works. He's not. Pay, he's not working as an officer. He's working as an enlisted. And we spend so much time, we don't talk about the enlisted. And he was the character that, oh, hey, we're talking about enlisted man. And he's still one of the major characters. And I always loved that.
2: Yeah, the yeah, Indian I I remember a scene.
4: You have that regular person.
2: When when Nog got into Starfleet and Chief O'Brien says, "I'm still not going to salute you," I thought that was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like,
2: you know, because Nog pretty much learned from Chief O'Brien, so I thought that that was a great line when he said that. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he went to teach at Starfleet
4: Academy, didn't he? Yep. After he left DS Nine, that was his next next posting was the Academy.
2: Yeah, so he's teaching the future engineers. Maybe that's why he's so great on lower decks because he taught engineers that we've yet that we haven't seen yet.
3: Mm-hmm. The whole future generation. Yep, mm-hmm. could be, could be, could be.
4: Well, guess what, Jim?
2: Uh, what, Charles?
4: <laughs> says, what? <laughs> Charles said. It's time for <laughs> it. It's time. William Shatner gets punched by Mike Tyson for ads. What? William Shatner may have recently turned 90, but he's not slowing down. He continued working and acting, music, and still hosting. But Bill is also a legendary pitchman, and this week with his latest promotion, of him in the ring with former heavyweight champion. Shatner appeared in a new online campaign for Copper Gel, a pain relief gel. The new ad features Shatner in the ring with Mike Tyson. The promotion actually started last week or a couple weeks, two weeks ago with some online pawning back and forth with Tyson, including Shatner offering some of his trained Offering to train Tyson, and I bet Jim might have a soundbite.
2: I do because what would a show be without? <laughs> Shatner says
4: what? <laughs> so <laughs>
2: true. I, I I saw that and I had to mm-hmm. I had to put that story in. And here it is: our Shatner says what? Clip of the week. <laughs> hey, hey, you're moving target. I can't. I can't how do you,
1: who's that? Who's that in front of me? Wait a minute, wait a minute, Mike, 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 Mike. Hold on, yeah.
5: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you You're heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. Right? You're the, one of the greatest, the greatest? Yes. You admit that you were the greatest heavyweight champion in the world.
1: I've been called worse, but yes, I agree. <laughs> okay.
5: I think you are. You know what's the biggest mystery to me? It's what's it like to be hit by the great world champion.
1: Well, I never hit myself, so I wouldn't
5: know. No, hit me.
1: Will I? Will you really want me to do that? No, no,
5: really. So, because c- I- I'd like to experience what it's like to be hit by the world champion Don't heavyweight. Do this,
1: Bill, please. Look at Mike, come,
5: come on. This is so it's just, ridiculous. I
1: know, but come on. You can hit me. Come, Bill, come on, stop, Mike, come Bill. on. Oh! Jake. what'd you do, Mike? You told me to
0: hit you, Bill. I know, I said hit me, but it doesn't say
1: hit me what do you expect? I'm Mike Tyson. You expect it not to hurt? Me. Yeah, but you got me. Golly, that really
5: hurts.
0: Well,
1: I got something for the
5: pain. What is it? Copper gel. It helps take the pain away. <laughs> when you work hard, copper gel works hard to make you feel better. <laughs> what do you think?
3: So funny! <laughs> there's there's a few of these commercials now too. Uh, I saw one today where they're arm wrestling one another. Um, so there's a there's a, kind of a series of these Shatner commercials going on right now, which is pretty funny.
2: Yeah, Shatner says what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have a really good Shatner says what for next week too. So you want to stay tuned for that little segment? I. I love this. Whenever Shatner's in the news, I got to grab it because it's always something off the cuff or you know, humorous, funny, strange, something you wouldn't expect. So, And next week is going to be no different, so you'll have to tune in to hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, hey, guys, our phone number is 646-668-2433. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. We'll get you on the air. We're just going to hang out and check talk for a little while. So why don't you join the conversation? So that wraps up our news section. And uh, yeah, so we, we have about 15 minutes left. So what should we talk about?
3: <laughs> well, I think we could head down to something that we've been sitting on for a while, which is, you know, why are you a Star Trek fan? I think this is a, an interesting question that, um, that comes up a yeah. lot. And I, I always, um, I think on, I, I've heard some people say, what was your first contact? with Star Trek and um we've talked a little bit about it with the with us here but we also have some fan opinions on this. What do you think about that, Jim?
2: Yeah, yeah, I gotta find it. <laughs> yeah, just keep
3: scrolling. No. I
0: it's, it's
2: <laughs> so, I'm, so, I'm yeah. moving back and forth but don't forget, I'm doing the show on my Kindle. <laughs> I'm not on
3: well, my and computer.
2: Live. Well and, and, and the, live, the so i
3: that, We were—we actually were fortunate to book Tracy. She was not the first thing that we were going to talk about tonight, but we were fortunate to to book her, and so we were able to squeeze her in. So we were originally going to talk about um, the search for Spock, which we will talk about in a future show. But of course, right, yeah, yeah, right after our right after our search for Spock notes uh, and all that sort of stuff, we have that that old that old stuff about (laughs) yeah, why are you a Star Trek fan? See the way I did that, Jim. I directed you uh, as I was vamping on the air. That's why. Yeah, see that people. because I'm very <laughs> old and long in the tooth, and I need guidance.
0: <laughs> oh, So, <big> of <laughs> so, well, uh,
2: so
3: would, Eric, start yeah. us off. Yeah, I well, I you know if we well if we have time, let's talk about us. But let's talk about our fans to start with. So, uh, why our Star Trek fan was a question that we put out on our Facebook page. And we have some pretty cool answers. Uh, Neil Nobby Clark said, I think Star Trek breaks barriers. It takes away the, uh, and it takes away the ignorance and problems of what's happening in the real world. Um, Well, that's true. Uh, Neil doesn't tell us how you became a Star Trek fan, but I could not agree with you more. It definitely helps break down those barriers. Uh, Matthew Dobson says TNG helped me get through high school. It showed me how ideas, thoughts, and actions have consequences. And that you should always strive for the greater good. Um, I think that's true for me too. It sort of gave you a reason to be good um, in the absence of like somebody to live up to or that sort of thing. It, it taught me at least how to strive for my own inner best, uh, which I think is really cool. And I think that's what Matthew's talking about here. Stephen Steven uh, said, above all, uh, and there's a lot I love, but the number one reason is the hopeful vision of the future. When I think of what I want the world to be like in the future, I point to Star Trek and hunger and hopelessness, a shared purpose, a world of self-discovery and social connectivity. There are always ways to get there if you care enough for the living. And that is just, that's a great quote uh, from the show there. Scott Thomas Albert says, uh, mostly because of my dad. He watched it on TV as a kid, but I like it because it is in my humble opinion, the best science fiction TV show out there. Good, good wholesome values uh and janet radke says uh she likes the diversity and unity um and i could not agree more with any of those statements i am a star trek fan i have said this a few times on the podcast uh for many many reasons but mostly because tng taught me all the things i felt like i really needed to know to be a reasonable human being (laughs) uh and that's all there is to it so that's why i personally am a star trek fan charles what do your folks have to say about this
4: Well, David Goodman said, my father was born in 55. Star Trek was a huge part of his life, with the moon race. that love on to me. Mm -hmm. Kelly Curtis. It is a future where humans get along and not being weighed down by different colors of hair, skin, eyes, or being weighed down by prejudice or gender. Definitely, as we've expanded into discovery and many series, we've really gotten that. Definitely. Paul Hayes. Star Trek shows what we as a united planet could be to each other and what a better planet Earth could be. It's hope.
5: Denny That's what Paul's
4: saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Danny the Levy because searcher deals with such deep philosophical issues and questions of morality in an entertaining way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and like I a philosophy
4: think, class. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you search a couple of uh, episodes right off the bat, I think uh, the Measure of a Man and Tuvix. Yeah. Those are a couple of very serious issues but we we, we find a way of talking about them.
3: You know what I was noticing I, the other day is everybody talks about how Star Trek is always about asking questions. And it, I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but when you watch an episode, particularly of TNG or DS9 or any of those later shows, um, when they are presented with a problem, they ask a lot of questions that do not lead to the right answer which I think is, um, is very important to show that. It's really important to show that you have to fail 100 times for every one time that you succeed, and that is part of how you figure it out, right? It shows you perseverance and grit in addition to all of the kind of utopian ideals. So, yeah, great diversity there.
4: And finally, on my side, Kevin Jones gives us the Vulcan answer to it i said stating that that question is illogical.
3: <laughs> because doesn't everybody love Star Trek?
4: <laughs> oh yeah. But definitely I don't really know what got me into Star Trek as much as I think I just was a big fan of sci-fi. And that period of time with reruns of POS. With Star Wars out there, Battlestar Galactica out there, 2001, so much sci-fi out there. And it gave us a different view of the world, a different utopia. And it was just fascinating to sit there and see a different version of what life could be like. And I think it just kept me going to saying, okay, this is an area I definitely want to be a part of. And I I kept it on going from from the 70s into the 80s, into the 90s, and just keep on going. So how about you, Jim? What do some of your your people say?
2: Well, uh, Karen Hinckley says, because it's one of the few things I never outgrew. Loved it at 11, bonding with my dad. Loved it at 14, science in a fun way and the stories. Loved it at 16. Science some more, and a woman at communications officer that was smart and could kick butt if she needed to. Loved it in my 20s. Uh-huh. Loved the stories and saw the deeper part of it. Plus found fandom. Loved it then and love it now. It's ever changing and not changing. It's the itic. And yeah, I, I just when I want to echo what Charles said and what Karen said. For me, I got into science fiction because. Every kid growing up when we did, if you didn't see Star Wars and you weren't blown away, yeah, that that was a thing. Every kid, I wanted to fly an X-Wing down the Death Star Trench. I wanted to Not shoot me. down TIE fighters. <laughs> I wanted to battle. <laughs> uh oh Sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Did we lose
7: Jim?
3: Did
4: we lose
3: Jim? I think we get lost, yeah. Uh-oh. He, he, we lost his headphones. Well, how about how about you, Shannon? Him. What's your what's your first contact with Star Trek, Shannon?
7: Actually, I don't remember not knowing Star Trek because when I was growing up, it was on when I was little, it was on every Sunday morning, and oh, so, wow. so I watched it every other Sunday because the other Sundays I was in church. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but I don't but I've always been a truckie and then the last administration, I got more into it because I need a future that we survived a lot of crap. Because when I was the first con, the 50th, I only had three costumes. I now have like a whole shelf or like I have ten costumes now just from the <laughs> last few years. Been, because, you know, now I've always been Trekkie, but now I'm really into it even more because I, we need that future that we've survived all of that stuff. Because in the timeline, we're already past the World War III in Star Trek,
3: mm-hmm. you know, the eugenics War yep eugenics wars World War three the bell riots uh man yep. all kinds of stuff that we learn about and it sure would be nice to be able to kind of get to some of what we see in Star Trek without having to go through the nuclear war that would be good that would be nice yeah
7: well if actually if you read those books, that is actually a result of the eugenics war because they were trying to kill each other um the eugenic the people in the eugenics war they're you know they're all trying to controlled the earth so it wasn't like america got into a fight with russia or anything it was actually them the super people trying to kill each other out actually so hopefully mm-hmm. we won't have that and we can yeah, get that past would, that
3: point that would be <laughs> that would also be bad uh so yeah love to get past that love to get on to the good stuff in the future
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: do we have jim That's back now
7: yet? come on Ah.
2: Jim's I don't head know. Head okay. Can, can yeah. we hear me? Can, can yeah. we hear Yeah, we, can
7: hear hey, me. Jim, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have you. Know, to
2: hear you. Th- this cat, this cat is driving me crazy. <laughs> AJ, I love it. He, he was laying ah uh, anyways. But, but anyway. I, you know, as as I I always watch Star Trek, but I think exactly mm-hmm. what Shannon said, my start my appreciation for Star Trek grew deeper and I and as I grew older, And as I saw more Mm -hmm. things uh, in the world, I saw more things in Star Trek that I didn't see when I was younger. And every time I watch an episode, every time I watch Star Trek, I look at it in a different way than I did when I watched it 10 years ago or 20 Mm -hmm. years ago or 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And to me, the message behind Star Trek is something that we need today. We need it now more than ever. And, you know, that plus the fandom, I think that the I'm Star awesome, Trek yeah. fandom okay. is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Star Trek fans are mm-hmm. the best fans, and that's true. Yeah. And AJ, get out of here, AJ. Come <laughs> over here. I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing to ask him to out. His
7: dog's name when the dog I'm was I'm throwing
2: born. him. Oh, throwing yeah. him <laughs> out of the Trek talking studio. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's gone. But uh, I think that the mess behind Star Trek is something that we all need to follow. I think that the, what we're seeing with going on with black lives matters and with everything, people can take a lot of lessons from Star Trek. And I I had a conversation today at work about that. It's like, if, if, you know, if people would just stop the hate and you don't have to like something or somebody, you don't have to condone their actions of what they're doing. You don't even have to like it, but you do have to respect it. And that's, that's what I learned from Star Trek, and that's why I'm a Star Trek fan, okay? Because everybody, uh-huh. regardless of their gender, their religion, their looks, the, uh, anything, they deserve to be respected.
4: Yep. And we lost them again.
3: <laughs> yeah. Respected but and could, and and yes, respected and, and 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 you know not despised for any of the things that make them who they are. Uh, I think right, that don't is be a exactly.
2: <laughs> that's
3: right. Yeah, yeah. Right. There we go. Now he's right. back. People, yeah,
2: yeah. People hmm. just that that's if people would just stop that, the world yeah, would I be such it, better
3: place. I do think Star yeah. Trek is, is unique, and I agree with you guys uh, for me in that every time I watch it, I glean something new out of it. And I swear I've seen some uh-huh. of these episodes a dozen times, and yet I can still watch them and get a little bit something and put it in a, in a, in a new context, you know. Um, it, it, Star Trek, like all great mythologies, provides a shared framework where we can explore all uh-huh. of these ideals about what it means to be human. And I, I swear I'm a prophet of Star Trek because I walk around and I see a situation. And I'm like, well, you know, in the episode, <laughs> der, 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 this one, they thought about this and it was like this. And people, you know, sometimes people, I mean, of course, they smile because I'm a total geek about it. But then they also kind of sometimes see what I'm talking about. You know, there's.
7: Yeah. And the oh, wall. So. <laughs> well, yeah Oh,
3: my God. Oh, I just watched that episode like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so good.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
4: one of thing things that definitely gets the point is now I can sit there and watch Discovery Season, th- uh, season 3, and then I just read Wonderland. And it's mm-hmm. oh, man, I need to go back and watch the first two episodes because that book tied Episode 1 into Episode 2.
0: And but, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. I've
4: forgotten what all happened in that time frame that book filled in such a new gap it's like okay i'm going to see that gap that gap as an entirely new idea because that book filled in the gap yeah it may not be canon but i think it is so canon adjacent that it fits right into the series
2: well that was one of the things when i was reading the book I was thinking about the ideals of the Federation and would those ideals and values cease to exist if the lithium didn't exist? I mean, are those values based on the ability to travel from one place to another instantaneously, or are those values something that, that are always there and actually rise to the surface when times get the hardest and the darkest?
3: Yeah, I think we're going to have a good, deep conversation about that when we talk about that book, and we'll we'll bring it back, Charles, and I agree we should talk about those first two episodes along with it because uh-huh. I – you know, Jim, I I would love to say that that's the case, but I think my opinion, it might be the opposite. I think when times get tough, man, that's when people are willing to do things that they're not normally willing to do, so – but I, I want to get into it uh-huh. now because I do think that's an important discussion to have, um, and it's pretty uh-huh. deep.
2: <laughs>
5: it, it is,
7: well, it okay. is deep uh, very. Yeah. But you said it's a, yeah. It's a frame. It's a reference for everybody because yesterday I was at an event and I swore I did not start the conversation. I don't know how it started but talking about Star Trek. He starts telling me why he really liked Star Wars when he was a kid, but now he really likes Star Trek. Oh, that's and so realized, true. I'm like, yeah. it's so funny because I swear I, I don't know how we even got to that because I did not mention Star Trek first. But he, I think somebody <laughs> told him I was a Trekkie. And so
3: you when he was talking a, to me. Yeah. You just have an aura of Star Trek around you.
7: Apparently, I do.
2: <laughs> no, I. I, I just, didn't have a I, I just, nothing. I think it's a, it's it, it's it's a lot more. You know, if I want to just sit down and watch something fun, I can watch Flash Gordon and sing Flash, ah, uh, just have some fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, music by Queen. What more <laughs> could you want? It's just sit down and have some fun, but. You know, if I wanna really dig into something and, and mm-hmm. you 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 gotta watch Star Trek. But you could do yeah. both there.
3: too, right? Because because Star Trek is also like eating a bowl of warm oatmeal. Every time you go back it's just like, Oh, it's so comfortable. It feels so good inside.
2: You know? Yeah. Wow. There, there there's so much Star Trek out there that maybe you hate Discovery. That's cool. Maybe you hate T O S. That's cool too, um,
7: or the animated but, series, whatever.
2: <laughs> or the animated series. I mean, you know, you 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 can dislike anything you want. That's fine, but it's the message. It's what does Star Trek mm-hmm. tell us? What does it teach us? What can we can we be better tomorrow than we are today? You know, right. that's all it takes. It doesn't take much. You know, just try to be a little bit better tomorrow. Than we are today and if everybody did that took baby steps we could get there right at least i believe that
3: <laughs> Well, wow, and it was great to hear from all of our fans as to why they are star trek fans so thank thank you to everybody who responded to that and who provided input on why you are a star trek fan because it's it's not the same for everybody and it's i'd love to hear
2: all your no. stories no but and,
3: and we definitely have to say
2: thank you to shannon for making it possible for us to have Tracy on the show. So thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. And of (laughs) course, we have to give a huge shout out to Tracy because she joined us. So thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Tracy. And I hope I get a chance to meet you at the uh, 55-year mission in Las Vegas. That would be so awesome. So cool. And of course, thank you, of course, goes out to Charles for hanging out and truck talking with us tonight. Thank you, Charles.
4: Oh, thank you. It's always fun. When We get special guests that makes it even extra fun.
2: Yes, it always does. And of course, we got to say thank you to Eric. We couldn't do truck talking without Eric. So thank you for hanging out with us, Eric.
3: <laughs> you, better, you better believe it. I had so much fun with you guys as always. Happy birthday, Jim. Thank you. Hey, happy birthday. Yeah, and we'll see you next week.
2: Yeah, we'll be back next week. And I got and, and thank you to AJ for laying in yeah. my face and, and shutting Thanks off a my lot. microphone. Thank you. <laughs> I had to throw him how out of the studio, but now. he's here in spirit. <laughs> and thank you to that dude in Australia. Yeah, you know who you are. Yeah, you right there. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you to all of you guys listening, no matter where you're listening from. Thank you so much. Whether you're listening to us live right now, which is Thursday night, or whether you're listening to uh-huh. us on Tuesday or Sunday or Monday, it doesn't matter. Thank you so much because we couldn't do the show without you. And please head over to our Facebook page, Trek Talking and Beyond. Spell that all out. Give us a like, give us a follow, and tell us where you're listening from so we can get you mentioned on a fan shout out in a future show. Next week, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Three: the search for spots which was going to be our topic for this week. Hence the reason why all my Star Trek three notes are on our note page right now.
3: We fought our way past them. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm
2: just, just, just going to bump those up to next week. So we have a really good Shatner says what story for next week and uh, Star Trek three. So dig out your Star Trek three memories and give us a call and tell us what you thought Not about Star Trek three. And uh Mm. yeah, give it a watch. I I, uh I watched it myself the other day. Um so Mm. and then the following week we're gonna talk about Star Trek Four because I wanted to do two, three, and four together because they're kinda like the trilogy of Trek. So uh next week will be Star Trek Four. So you guys wanna go Go home, polish up on your Star Trek (laughs) three, Star Trek Four. So that you're you're well versed for the next couple of shows. So please please do that so that we can join into our conversation. And let me see. Um, I think that's all the news. That's all I wanted to mention. Please help us out at our, our pay, at our um, GoFundMe if you can, so that we can get to Las Vegas and broadcast live. Right now we're somewhere over Wisconsin, ish. We're just about halfway there. <laughs> we have 14 days left to get the rest of the way. I have total faith that you guys can get us there. Um, I'd love to give out some t-shirts at the show to all of you great fans. We need money to make that happen. So please help us if you can. You'll find a link right on our Facebook page, Truck Talking and Beyond. And I'm the birthday boy himself, 55 years old, <laughs> Uncle Jim. And I'm uh, <laughs> saying thank you so so much Uh for making this podcast possible i never thought that i would be here at this point in time uh 355 shows later hard to believe um and we're still doing it we're getting invited to conventions which is really cool we're going to be doing the start the uh, ufo festival in pine bush new york so that's pretty cool Uh, and that lady's telling me that we're out of time so I'm your most excellent host and birthday boy, Uncle Jim, saying thank you so much. Make sure you tune in next week, same bat time, same bat <laughs> channel. Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody.
4: Night, y'all. Good morning, Bye, night.
2: Can we go already? Yes, fine. Engage.